From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4 B. This is the WIA National News. It is for week commencing February 17. World Radio Day. It marks the day when the United Nations Radio was launched back in 1946. Since its establishment, UN Radio has used its multilingual programs carried by media outlets around the globe to tell the story of the international community's efforts to meet the challenges of building a better world. The National Film and Sound Archive of Australia celebrated World Radio Day on February 13 with the publication of online profiles of two of Australia's female radio pioneers, Lynn Foster and Dorothy Crawford. These women were pioneers in the development of Australian radio and were integral to the shaping of our national cultural identity. By the mid to late 1930s, women working in radio production gained prominence as producers, directors, writers and performers. This at a time when most women were encouraged to stay at home as housewives and mothers. And many of these women pioneers were themselves mothers with their own households to manage. Lynn Foster, who passed away in 1985, was the first woman in Australia to direct a major radio serial on a national network, as well as the first to write and direct one. She also played a major part in the advancement of the status of writers in the radio industry. Dorothy Crawford, who passed away in 1988, excelled as a radio drama producer and was also a pioneer in the production of Australian television drama. Now, postage stamps were also issued to celebrate World Radio Day... February 13, 2013, the United Nations Postal Administration issued a series of stamps depicting scenes from the history of the United Nations Radio. Have you prepared for the last weekend in May, the 2013 WIA AGM and Conference? The Tradewinds Hotel overlooks the Swan River in Fremantle. The well-appointed rooms have a kitchenette and a group together around the central facilities of the hotel. You'll make your own reservation and make sure you tell them it's for the WIA conference, so you get the special room rate of $180 per night. The 2013 WIA AGM and Conference. It's all about engaging, learning, appreciating, socialising and discovering. You'll find all the information online at the VK6 conference site, conference.vk6.net. Hello everyone, I'm Rod, VK2LAX. Have you ever considered why the number seven is lucky? Well, there are seven cosmic stages, seven heavens and seven hells, seven pillars of wisdom, seven rainbow colours, and in Chinese there are seven fairies, and the Bible mentions seven circuits of Jericho, and the Egyptians knew seven daughters of Ra, and the Greek god Pan had seven pipes. But what is the real reason seven is lucky? because it's just seven days until Wyong Field Day on the 24th of February 2013. Just seven days until Amateur Radio's big day out. Seven days until the gates open at 6.30am for the flea market and 9am for the traders. Seven days until the raffle, lucky gate prizes, lectures and let's not forget the free shuttle bus from Wyong Station. Seven days where admission for $15 and under 17 free will get you in to the largest amateur radio gathering in the Southern Hemisphere. Wyong Field Day, proudly brought to you by Central Coast Amateur Radio Club. Do you live in metropolitan Melbourne and looking for a great social day out? On Sunday, March the 24th, the Eastern and Mountain District Radio Club is holding its annual White Elephant Sale, one of the major ham fests in the Melbourne metro area. 
Once you've snapped up all of the for sale bargains from the many local and country traders, you'll be able to purchase a sausage from our barbecue and enjoy free tea and coffee from the kitchen while socialising with the many other hams attending. So put it in your diary. It's on Sunday, March the 24th at the Great Rari Primary School, Great Rari Road, Heathmont, Victoria. For more information and table bookings, visit our club's website, www.emdrc.com.au. You're listening to WIA National News on most amateur bands throughout New South Wales from VK2WI Sydney and affiliate relay stations. For details of frequencies, visit www.arnsw.org.au. What use is an F call? I've just had a browse through the latest amateur radio magazine, read a few stories, looked at a couple of photos, and it struck me that there are two types of activities that amateurs get up to. There's the social activities, where several amateurs, even groups or hordes, is that the word, a horde of amateurs, get together and have a party. They build a station, either on the back of a trailer, a ute, a tent, a mountain, a boat, you name it. They erect, generally more than one, antenna structure. Some go over the top and set up about 15 different antennas, but the passion that underlines all that is held together by the social glue that makes up this hobby. Generally, a station built like that has some or other purpose, be it to activate some long-lost atoll or a special event call sign, a particular day or an event to memorialise some past history, any number of different reasons to get together, build stuff and get on air. The other type of activity is much more insular. Sitting at home, surrounded by equipment, soldering iron, computer, circuit diagram, plans, descriptions, maps and the like. It's one where you might sit for hours listening or calling CQ for a contest or building a new piece of magic. It's the one where you sit alone with a song in your heart, digging through the problem, learning and figuring out how something works, or as the case may be, doesn't work. This kind of activity is one that nourishes the soul and brings little gems to your doorstep, unexpected, unremarked and just as wonderful. As amateurs, we often remark on the social aspect of our hobby, but I think it's just as important to acknowledge the singular activity. If you're in your shack listening to this, building something, or if you've just come out to see if there's still some daylight left, I'd like to encourage you to share your experience with another amateur. They might be on the other end of the radio, or they might be reading an article in Amateur Radio magazine. Share your personal triumphs as much as your group ones. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, AR Victoria and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. IARU Region 1 Vienna 2013 papers now available. The papers to be submitted to the IARU Region 1 2013 interim meeting in Vienna, April 20-21, have been released. Among the HF papers are amendment to the 28 MHz band plan in relation to the amateur satellite service, alignment of the 30 metre digital modes band plan, the future of the 30 metre 10 MHz band, 
Assign frequencies for unmanned beacons in all of the HF bands. Band plan for the 630 metre band. Operating practices for the de-expeditioner. Operation at 5 MHz and WRC 15. Shortwave links for digital communications and voice. Now the links are on wia.org.au. The page text is in German, but the papers are all in English. Tethercell Bluetooth Remote Control. Looking for a new way to remotely control things? Tethercell may be the answer to your needs. Tethercell is a plastic case the size of a AA battery embedded with Bluetooth 4.0 transponder, which is powered by a AAA battery that fits inside. The Bluetooth-enabled battery is then synced to an app on your smartphone that allows you to turn the device on and off, set a timer, or even monitor the amount of power remaining. According to its inventors, this first version of Tethercell is a testbed for future applications. It's also an opportunity to get the technology in the hands of the public. Radiotoday.com.au have a link to a virtual tour of BBC Broadcasting House. But if you are planning a vacation in the United Kingdom and are interested in radio, then you'll be happy to know that the British Broadcasting Company's new facility in-person tour launches in April. While on tour, some of the things you're likely to see include a camera's eye view into some of the studios broadcasting such programs as the 6 o'clock news and Radio 1. Trained guides will also present a rich history of the building and the BBC. NPR Labs hopes to develop emergency alert radio for the deaf. A new way to alert the deaf and hard of hearing to oncoming disaster situations may soon be on its way. Amateur Radio Newsline's Heather Emby, KB3TZD, is here with the details. The trade newsletter Radio World reports that NPR Labs personnel hope to begin a project that demonstrates an emergency alerting system for the deaf and hard of hearing population of the United States. This using broadcast radio as the transmission medium. The end goal of this research is to develop a deaf-accessible radio receiver with a large text display and bright flashing lights. This, in turn, could alert the user of the potential threat to life and property. Rich Rary is the NPR Labs Manager of Strategic Technology Applications. He told Radio World that there are currently some AM radios with aural warnings and FM HD receivers that have very small text displays, but without accessible warning mechanisms. He says that the aim of NPR Labs is to create a receiver that is useful for the deaf and hard of hearing people, which will also be helpful for alerting the general public as well. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Heather Emby, KB3TZD in Berwick, Pennsylvania. If you're a podcaster or thinking of becoming a podcaster, even on a very small scale, then it's worth your time to read an article on who owns the rights to the term podcasting that appeared in a recent issue of the Cron.Business Report. In a nutshell, it appears as if the term podcast is not generic as most people might think. Rather, it is a patented system owned by a company called Personal Audio LLC that developed it and other internet streaming back in 1996. And now Personal Audio LLC has decided to assert its rights by going after both podcast content creators as well as podcast distributors. So far, it has won every case that has gone to trial. Even Apple has lost to them. 
In that case, a jury awarded Personal Audio LLC an $8 million judgment plus $4 million in interest for infringing on the company's The Playlist patent. So, if you run a podcast or are thinking of creating one, you might want to take a few moments to read the story at tinyurl.com slash podcast hyphen patent and then talk to a knowledgeable patent attorney before proceeding or continuing your podcasting journey. It could theoretically save you every penny you ever will make or have saved. The San Francisco Chronicle reports that an unnamed Oakland resident has been arrested for allegedly shining a laser at two aircraft hovering over the scene of a shooting on Monday, January 21st. The 40-year-old man is alleged to have aimed a red laser several times at a KGO television helicopter as it flew about a 1,000 feet over the scene of the incident in which an undercover Oakland officer was shot in the arm. The man is also alleged to have shined the laser at a California Highway Patrol fixed-wing aircraft that was circling at about 3,500 feet. Thankfully, no one aboard either aircraft was injured. Under Title 18, Subpart 39A, whoever knowingly aims the beam of a laser pointer at an aircraft in the jurisdiction of the United States or at the flight path of such an aircraft shall be fined or imprisoned for up to five years or both. The National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year 2013, passed by Congress in late December and now signed by President Obama, has removed a restriction that has essentially shut down the international cooperation for building amateur satellites in the past decade. Under the old law, satellites and their component parts were considered to be munitions, and their export to other countries was severely limited. This made it impossible for amateur satellite organizations in different countries to work together on major projects. For example, the last big amateur satellite, Phase 3D. It was built jointly by AMSAT groups in the U.S., Germany, and other countries. But that was before the international cooperation measure was put in place. The new law restricts satellite exports only to China, North Korea, and countries identified as state sponsors of terrorism, as well as those under trade embargoes. A recommendation from the Departments of State and Defense said that the old law impeded the ability of American satellite builders to work with international partners while providing no noticeable benefit to national security. A new study by the research firm KPMG has concluded that 60% of American television viewers are also devoted multitaskers who watch television while accessing the Internet at the same time. KPMG's findings were based on a global online survey of 9,000 people in nine countries, including the United States, that was conducted last October. The survey also concluded that even though multiple devices vie for consumers' attention, that most people still prefer to watch television shows, movies, or other videos on the TV. Only 14% of those surveyed prefer to watch video on their smartphones or tablets. According to KPMG, these results suggest that the next big disruption in living room viewing might come from so-called smart TVs. These are Internet-connected sets that offer the viewer access to traditional TV broadcasts as well as online services such as Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon.com. KPMG is one of the world's largest professional service companies and one of the so-called Big Four auditors with global headquarters located in the Netherlands. Its findings hold implication for network programmers and advertisers, which can no longer be sure which screen is drawing the viewer's eyes. Those stories from the Average Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print 
when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au Across Australia from VK1 WIA you're tuned to the WIA National News Service on the central coast of New South Wales it can be heard on the CCARC VK2 RAG 2 metre repeater on 146.725 MHz at 10am every Sunday I'm Ed VK2ARE It's only a week until Wyong. Next Saturday sees the first ever Contest University being held in Australia, followed by the CCARC field date Wyong on the Sunday. All of those who have registered will be receiving the latest details of the Mini Contest University by email this weekend. But full details are also available at www field day that's one word dot org dot au forward slash contest underscore university for those who still haven't heard about the mini contest university its aim is to give an introduction to the contesting side of our great hobby and we can still fit a few more in if you are interested in attending this free event please go to the website to see how to register for those who are travelling to Wyong on Saturday for the field day on Sunday, you are very welcome to join us at Panorotti's in Tugara on Saturday evening, where we will be having a combined MCU Wyong field day meal and a good natter. Details of the venue are on the front page of the fieldday.org.au website. As always, those web references are in the show notes at the WIA website. So, with everything organised, here's hoping for some nice weather to make the weekend extra special. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational News on Felix VK4FUQ. Dateline 2013. ZL Jock White Memorial Field Day Contest, Saturday and Sunday, February 23 and 24. Worldwide International Museums Weekend, June 15 and 16 and 22-23. Special Event Stations, DX and Beacon and Net Advice. The Irish Hour Net takes place on Sundays at 1700 hours UTC on 21.317 MHz. Brian, W7DFO, chairs the weekly net from his kitty H in the Pacific Northwest. It has become what he refers to as a challenge gathering expats from around the globe. Many of the call-ins to the net are from licensed Irish Americans. TC16BURSA will be active until the 19th of March in Bursa, Turkey. It is operated by members of the local branch of the Turkish Radio Amateur Club. QSL has directed on the air. K0YAK will operate as ST2SF from the Sudan until mid-April. He hopes to be on 40 through 10 metres, QSL to his home call. Prefix hunters will be interested in the special events station PF100Z00. This will be active until the end of the month to celebrate 100 years of the Burgers Zoo in Arnhem. The operator and QSL manager is PA0FAW. New international reply coupon introduced. The ARRL said that the Universal Postal Union has introduced the newest model of the international reply coupon, IRC. The Doha model, so named for the 2050 Universal Postal Congress that took place in Doha, Qatar in October 2012, will replace the current model, known as the Nairobi model. 
Although the US Postal Service no longer sells IRCs, they are still available in other countries and post offices in the US are mandated to redeem them. The Doha model IRC will be available for purchase on July 1, 2013. It is valid for exchange until the end of 2017. The Nairobi model remains valid until December 31, 2013. Intruder Watch, Enforcement Zone IARU Monitoring System Newsletter The IARU Region 1 Monitoring Service reports on a mysterious over-the-horizon radar causing interference in the 28MHz amateur radio band. Read the International Amateur Radio Union Monitoring System Region 1 January 2013 newsletter at the address in the text edition best read on wia.org.au forward slash broadcast. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. Good morning, this is Robert VK3DN with the Q News Workbench, the Nuts and Volts Report. SDR Touch turns tablet phone into SDR. Ham Radio Science reports on SDR Touch that allows you to use your Android, tablet, mobile phone and a cheap RTL2832U device as a software-defined radio. You simply plug in the RTL device stick into your Android 4.0 device's USB port and SDR Touch allows you to tune and decode in the audio from the RTL device. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV Ham Radio in Craft Velvetina TV ads. An ARRLPR emailer tells us that Craft Foods USA has produced a new set of television commercials called the Velvetina Eat Like That You Know campaign. And one of the 15-second spots features Ham Radio in a very positive light. The Ham Radio spot is titled That Guy with the Ham Radio and appears to be one of five new commercials for Kraft's Velvetina shells and cheese lunch and dinner product. All are fast-paced and fun to watch, and you can see them online. Check out the details in the text edition of WIA News Service. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Ara switches to Ericsson Radio after experiencing problems with the Kenwood D700. After experiencing issues with the Kenwood D700 on two consecutive school contacts, Aris will use the Ericsson radio on the Columbus module for Aris contacts until the problem with the D700 has been resolved. According to Frank Boyer, KA3HDO, AMSAT's Vice President for Human Spaceflights Program, for some reason our signals from the service module Kenwood D700 radio are much diminished, low audio levels and good signals only near TCA. 7th grader Lauren reaches space. ABC TV News reports on 13-year-old 7th grader Lauren Rogers, who developed a payload, sent it to the edge of space and successfully recovered it. Lauren Rogers' high-altitude balloon reached the edge of space at 90,000 feet and recorded some stunning video. Watch Hello Kitty in space in the link provided in the text edition of this news service. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Rain tracked with wireless cellular network. The BBC reports on a way to measure rainfall across the country by using mobile phone network signals. Rain absorbs and scatters mobile phone signals in a way that it can be analysed to yield an overall rainfall picture. The rise and fall of signal strength in each link, the path from one mast to another, provides an average measure of how much rain there is between them. 
As the links crisscross one another over a region, these simple measures can be mathematically picked apart to yield a map of the rainfall at a given moment. Worldwide special interest groups, ROAR, Rotarians of Amateur Radio. On February the 23rd and 24th, VI4 Polio will be activated by members of Rotarians of Amateur Radio. This activity celebrates Rotary International's 108th birthday and their commitment to eliminate polio worldwide. Only three countries are now endemic with polio. They are Afghanistan, Pakistan and Nigeria. Stations around the world, including Spain, the UK, France and the USA, WP8 and others, will also be participating in this event. The VI4 polio QSL card will depict a spectacular photograph of End Polio Now, the laser light displayed on the sails of the Sydney Opera House. Raw World President Bill VK4ZD, his wife Diane VK4HH and his daughter Eliza Pomery VK4FOXE, also a dedicated Rotarian, will operate VI4 polio from South East Queensland. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Summits of the Air. Mountain Goat Award for Welsh Radio Amateur. SOTA Summits of the Air is pleased to report on another long-time participant reaching the coveted Mountain Goat Award. Richard Price, GW0VMW from Colway Bay, North Wales, has been enjoying amateur radio from hills and mountains since April 2004 and achieved mountain goat status from the summit of Mole Sibod, GWNW010, at 872 metres above sea level. There are new awards to work towards for most active SOTA participants. The Summit to Summit Award recognises those QSOs that take place between activators simultaneously on different summits. The SOTA Complete Award rewards those individuals who have managed to both activate and chase the same summit. See the SOTA website for more information. Worldwide Special Interest Groups VHF and above. A quest for higher power on VHF. Last year in South Africa, there was a lot of excitement about the request for increased RF power from 400 watts to 1,500 watts as already in use by radio amateurs in several other countries. This matter is currently being discussed between the SARL and ICASA. Higher power would be most beneficial for operations on the VHF band such as 50 and 144 MHz. Weak tropo scatter signals with QSB are often observed across the country throughout the day and night on these bands. Tests conducted between Cape Town stations ZS1NAZ and Port Elizabeth station ZS2FM on the 50 MHz band have shown that 100 watt signal is just about above the noise level, but became very readable when the power was increased to 400 watts. Just imagine how the tropo scatter signals will improve with another increase of four times, resulting in a countrywide communications most of the time. Other propagation modes should also perform much better. Well, that's all I've got for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting for WIA National News. That sort of takes us to the end of WIA National News for another week. A couple of household items here. Quite important. Yahoo personal emails have been compromised. So if you operate a Yahoo account, that is, 
your name or something or other at yahoo.com.au or even at yahoo.com, I would suggest you give it a brand new password. And also, be careful of disaster appeals. Official federal and state centres are the ideal venue to lodge any donation. And check netcasts, or as we used to call them, podcasts, the netcasts, multi-hits are being achieved on our netcast, the broadcast, WIA broadcast underscore 64 version. That's the one that you get off the main WIA site. Now, so many hits on that that it uh, it just beggars belief that that many people would be uh, downloading, like not I'm sure not over 10,000 a week are uh, downloading the WIA National News. So if you are getting a podcast or a netcast, then check your settings, and if you have any uh, problems with that, notify iTunes or the lounge, wherever you're getting that from. Okay, that takes care of that. Now, on the social scene, just a few of them. Of course, this weekend is the Santa Victoria Radio Fest, February 23 in VK, is the Wyong Mini Contest University, the Wyong Field Day itself on Feb 24. March 10 in VK3, Spark joins in the 2013 Rosebud Kite Fest. March 24 in VK3, EMDRC's White Elephant Sale, the Great, the great Ryrie Primary School. And Meet the Voice, I think I need to meet a new voice, Meet the Voice Barbecue at Ross, that happens in VK7, March 24, and the VK4 Clearview Amateur Radio Weekend, that's May 3 to 5, and the WIA AGM and Conference takes place in Perth, May 24 to 26. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB, walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.